This is Dr. Baliga here. Today's podcast is on androgen deprivation therapy and cardiovascular disease. Prostate cancer is the most common type of non-cutaneous cancer among men in the United States, accounting for an estimated 174,000 new cases this year in 2019. Fortunately, close to 90% of the patients are diagnosed at an early stage. Over the past several decades, the five-year median survival of patients with prostate cancer has increased to more than 99%, largely owing to both the improvements in early diagnosis and innovations in therapy. The prognosis of advanced prostate cancer, including metastatic, locally advanced, local high-risk, recurrent high-risk, and progressive disease, unfortunately is not favorable and androgen deprivation therapy remains the mainstay of therapy for these diseases. For about 75 years the primary therapy for men with metastatic prostate cancer has been androgen deprivation therapy by either surgical or medical castration. About 90% of the men respond to such treatment with an improvement in symptoms a reduction in serum levels of PSA, that's prostate-specific antigen, with a median response duration of approximately 18 months. Subsequent therapies with first-generation inhibitors of the androgen receptor, such as flutamide, biclitamide, and chemotherapy with docosetaxel or other drugs can provide short-term palliation for some more men. The median duration of survival with these therapies is approximately 2.5 years. New research has shown that progression of prostate cancer after androgen deprivation therapy with castration serum levels of testosterone is driven by androgens produced within the tumor, hence the expression castration-resistant prostate cancer. Two drugs Abiraterone acetate and enzulatamide were developed to inhibit residual androgen stimulation of tumor tissue. The goal of androgen deprivation therapy is to induce hypogonadism. Androgen deprivation therapy can be achieved by surgical or pharmacological castration, bilateral orchiectomies, or gonadotrophin-releasing hormone agonists or antagonist therapy. Gonadotrophin-releasing agonists ultimately downregulate luteinizing hormone secretion from the anterior pituitary after causing an initial surge of luteinizing hormone levels in the first weeks of therapy. In contrast, gonadotrophin-releasing antagonists bind to gonadotrophin-releasing receptors on the anterior pituitary gland and inhibit the release of luteinizing hormone, avoiding a surge in the luteinizing hormone and potential associated complications. Diminished luteinizing hormone levels suppress androgen synthesis by the testes. Anti-androgens work at the level of prostate cancer cells to directly block activation of the androgen receptor and can be used to augment the effectiveness of gonadotrophin-releasing hormone agonist 
or antagonist suppression of androgen receptor activation. The list of anti-androgen drugs can be classified into five categories. The first category is gonadotrophin-releasing hormone agonists. Examples include luprolide, gosarelin, triptorelin, hysterelin. The second category is gonadotrophin-releasing hormone antagonists. The example is degarelix. The third category includes antiandrogens. The examples are flutamide, biclutamide, nilutamide, enzilutamide. The fourth category is adrenal androgen inhibitors, ketoconazole, corticosteroids, abiraterone acetate. And the fifth category is estrogens. The examples are estradiol and premarin. Increasingly, these drugs are being used in combination with the goal of improving survival among those with stage 4 prostate cancer. Abiraterone inhibits the enzyme cytochrome P450-17A1, that is CYP-17A1, which is critical in the production of androgens and glucocorticoids and is given with low-dose glucocorticoid. The STAMPE trial, that is the systemic therapy in advancing or metastatic prostate cancer evaluation of drug efficacy, and the LATITUDE trials have showed improved survival when abiraterone was added to androgen deprivation therapy in men with metastatic hormone-sensitive prostate cancer. Enzilutamide binds the androgen receptor and inhibits its nuclear translocation, DNA binding, and transcription of androgen-dependent genes. In recent trial, in the Enzymet trial, which is enzalutamide in first-line androgen deprivation therapy for metastatic prostate cancer trial, in which enzalutamide was combined with androgen deprivation therapy, was associated with a higher rate of overall survival than usual care. The recent developments of these new therapies for prostate cancer has been remarkable and appropriate use of effective drugs is most likely to double the median survival of men with metastatic disease to approximately 5 years. Cardiovascular disease represents the most common comorbidity and cause of mortality among patients with prostate cancer. The risk of cardiovascular disease was found to be higher in patients with prostate cancer compared to the general population. In addition, adverse metabolic and cardiovascular effects of androgen deprivation therapy is a growing concern. The metabolic and vascular complications of androgen deprivation therapy include dyslipidemia, sarcopenic obesity, which is a diminution in lean body mass with a gain in fat mass, increased insulin resistance and diabetes mellitus, sudden cardiac death, a syndrome which mimics metabolic syndrome, venous thromboembolism, coronary artery disease including myocardial infarction, several vascular disease including stroke and TIAs. One small study concluded that androgen deprivation therapy may prolong QTC interval a potential mechanism for sudden cardiac death. A pooled analysis of six randomized controlled trials found that among men with pre-existing cardiovascular disease, 
the risk of cardiac events was twice as high in men treated with gonadotropin releasing hormone agonists as in men treated with gonadotropin releasing hormone antagonists. Prospective studies are necessary to provide more definitive data on the type of androgen deprivation therapy to use or to avoid for men at high cardiovascular risk. The newer agents, abiraterone and enzalutamide, also affect the cardiovascular system. Both significantly increase the rate of hypertension after initiating therapy. And abiraterone also appears to increase the risk of cardiac toxicity. The metabolic syndrome observed with androgen deprivation therapy has several fundamental differences with the classically defined metabolic syndrome in the following manner. Subcutaneous rather than intra-abdominal fat accumulation occurs. There is an increase in HDL levels. There is no significant change in blood pressure, waist-to-hip ratio or inflammatory markers. The risk of developing metabolic syndrome remains elevated even with intermittent androgen deprivation therapy. It's about 14.7% at 12 months, but is lower than that indicated by studies on continuous androgen deprivation therapy. The direct effects of gonadotropin releasing hormone agonists include possibly decreased cardiac contractility, increased activation of T cells, and destabilization of the fibrous cap and plaque rupture, low testosterone levels that accompany the effects of this therapy can result in impaired vasodilatation, a decrease in HDL levels, increased visceral obesity, and increased prothrombotic state. Despite well-known adverse effects on cardiovascular risk factors and a possible association between androgen deprivation therapy exposure and increased cardiovascular morbidity, no single prospective study has definitely established that androgen deprivation therapy exposure increases the risk of cardiovascular disease or cardiovascular mortality. However, a preponderance of evidence suggests that men with pre-existing cardiovascular disease, including a history of congestive heart failure or myocardial infarction, are at the highest risk of cardiovascular events with androgen deprivation therapy exposure, especially during the first six months of androgen deprivation therapy initiation and therefore close follow-up uh, is recommended. The initial visit for assessment should focus on educating the patient regarding a American Heart Association Life Simple 7. The Simple 7 includes focusing on stopping smoking, eating better, getting more physically active, losing weight, managing blood pressure, controlling cholesterol, and reducing blood sugar. The initial visit should also include an EKG for monitoring QTC. It's well known, people with at least five ideal life simple seven metrics have a 78% reduced risk for heart-related death compared to people with no ideal metrics. Additionally, for individuals on abiraterone or enzalutamide, 
It's recommended that blood pressure be monitored every month after initiation of antigen deprivation th therapy. Early risk factor modification should decrease the risk of cardiovascular morbidity and mortality in patients undergoing androgen deprivation therapy.